1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. If you're s- standing in the foyer, come on in. You can come to the front. You've got all this space to pick from this morning. It is great that we can gather together um, today somewhat. Let me introduce you to these guys, if you've never met them. So we've got Jesse and Georgina. Welcome, guys. Yeah, look at that. Well done. Now, uh, yeah. Uh, now, you guys, we're going to interview you later in the service, but I've got you up on stage up front to help us. Is that me? I think it's me. Uh, it was you. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, we got you on stage, so we're going to interview you later at the end of our service together today. Uh, but I thought we would start. So a few, a few, what was it? Maybe nearly a couple months ago now, or a month ago, we announced that these guys got married. Um, so. Tell us what it was like getting married in a pandemic. (laughs) Go for it.
2: Yeah, well, it was pretty, to start, it was pretty uncertain. I think that was the biggest thing, was just not knowing what it was gonna look like and being able to have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C, you know, and (laughs) we were thankful, I think, in the end that we were able to have it with family. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't have it with with our Queensland people, our Queensland friends, but um, we're really glad we could have it with our family. But it was a challenge to start, but... um, Yeah, so we were really grateful.
1: So, you didn't have it with Queensland. So, where did you have the wedding?
0: Uh, is this one? Yeah. Yeah. So, we had it in New South Wales. I think that was, because I guess that's where we're from and the beach is really nice there. So, it was really good to have it in our hometown. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We left the donuts, half of them across the border. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you had it in,
1: <laughs> in Ballina uh, and you could only have half of the people that you wanted to have there. Was that plan A, B or C? Jesse? you were saying that before.
2: I think it was B, B. Um, plan but B. who knows, there was, there was plan A and B changed quite a lot over the, the course of the few months. But
1: Yeah, nice. Now, yeah. we're going to get to know you guys a little bit more later, uh, and Jesse, you're going to read the Bible for us a little bit later as well, but I do just want to say, so there's a couple of announcements, so if you've got a service sheet on your way in, um, there is a couple of announcements on the back of that which basically says everything that was due to start is going to start a little bit later. That's basically all of the announcements. So you can see that on the back of your service sheet there. Please have a look at that. Uh, Yeah, pretty much everything is moved back a little bit. So with school being pushed back, everything else is being pushed back as well. Last week we announced, I do do just want to highlight this, because last week we said Alpha was kicking off on the 8th of February. Now it's going to kick off on the 22nd. So... Anyway, just have a look at that and be aware of what's coming up with that sort of stuff. Um, Now, today's service, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, We're going to have a break now because crèche is open for our crèche age kids uh, that they can go to Christchurch. So if you've got age kids, you can go get them or put them there. We've also got stuff for the kids at the back, if you want to grab a worksheet there. And then we'll come back with a Bible reading and stuff like that in a moment. So we're going to have, I don't know, two, three-minute break, and then we'll be back at it. So if you need to go do that, you're welcome to go do that, and we'll see you in a moment.
2: All right, I'm just going to read God's Word for us. Um, if you're online and you're having, we're having a few problems with that, hopefully that'll be up soon, though. You guys, if not after the service, it'll be up. All right, Ephesians four eleven to sixteen. So Christ gave himself. Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, to equip equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach a eterni- unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure. of joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work.
1: Thanks, Jesse. Okay, we're going to pray and then we will get into this passage together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, um, thank you that we can, in some form, be here together this morning. Lord, we pray that right now that you would remind our hearts that you are a god who is sovereign and powerful and also good and that however we have found ourselves coming here today lord that you would be a god who is present with us father we pray particularly for those who are isolated right now for those who are sick for those who are recovering for those who are anxious For those who are weary and tired, we pray, Father, that you would be their source of peace and joy in this present moment. Father, we pray now as we open up your word, we pray for your compassion upon us, and we pray, Lord, that you would meet us where we're at. We pray, Father, that if we need comforting this morning, that that's what you'd do, that you'd comfort us. We pray if we need challenging, that you would challenge us, and we pray that we would still be able to say that we met with the living God as we heard him speak to us from his word. And so we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, what a crazy week that we had this week. You know, from this time last Sunday, we've got about 10 to 20 people at Southside who are recovering or recovered or in isolation from this pandemic, from COVID. And it really does feel like all of a sudden it's on our doorstep. You know, I know it's been around for a little while, but it feels like it's actually here now. And that in and of itself has created some challenges for us to gather together this morning. You know, at the best of times, gathering together week in, week out on a Sunday is kind of difficult. I don't know if you've realized that, but there are over 100 people who serve us to make church happen week in, week out. There are over 30 teams to make church happen week in, week out. It's already challenging. And then you throw in the pandemic, And, you know, I was reminded this week of the fact that over the last two years with lockdowns and the challenges that we face, this is now our 43rd stream that we've tried to do online. You would think we would have nailed it by now, but we still have some technical issues with that. But it's challenging. And that's not even to consider our own personal challenges. Right? All of us have our own challenges week in, week out, whether it's busyness or tiredness or anxiety or our own sickness or things that we're wrestling with. And when you throw all of this together, what you begin to see is that making church happen is really hard. And so as you think about all of this stuff, of of what it takes to make the gathering happen week in, week out, it's worth asking this question, why do we bother? Why do we fight together week in, week out? And not just like the positive sense of it, but what would happen if we stopped? What would we lose if we just stopped gathering together? If we just canceled it for a little while or for a long time, what would we miss if we stopped church? Well, today what we're going to see in God's Word from this passage is that God gives us three reasons why we've got to fight for church. Three reasons, and it's all to do with growth. And we're going to see that as we dig into this passage. But but I should just say again, if you've just joined us, so a little bit different this week, like last week, we're going to hear from God, and then we're going to have an interview, and then we'll wrap it up after that. But let's hear God speak first, because when we're thinking about why would we gather, we see the first reason in this passage in Ephesians chapter 4. It begins in verse 11. And the first reason has got to do with the nature of growth. Let's have a look at that together. Uh, Verse 11 is where we pick it up. It says this, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So why do we gather? Why do we fight together in difficult circumstances? Well, the first reason is to do with the nature of growth. And here we see Paul explain to us what growth is and how we grow. And so let's start with what growth is. You see it there in the second part of those verses there where he says this. We want to grow or we want to reach a unity in the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, that sounds a little bit strange, but essentially what he's saying is to grow Or to mature is to grow in your knowledge of Jesus and your likeness of Jesus. Or you could say it like this, it's to grow in your convictions about Jesus and your character. And both of these things matter when we're talking about growth, okay? So it matters that we grow in our knowledge of Jesus. It's important we listen to sermons and uh, podcasts and we read books and, you know, we go to growth group to wrestle with God's Word. That matters so that we grow in our knowledge of Jesus But it also matters that we grow in our likeness of Jesus. You know, that we are growing in an ever-increasing manner in laying our life down for each other, in serving one another, in being gentle and compassionate and kind, like Jesus was, actually getting alongside people to care for them. Both of these things matter when we're talking about growth. Growth is to grow in our convictions, what we know about Jesus, and our character, our likeness of Jesus. That's what growth is. But here, Paul also spells out how we grow, right? I don't know if you've noticed that, but there he's talking to us about how this happens, how we are built up. Now, I know last week we talked about this. Uh, if you were with us, uh, we we are covering this passage again. This is kind of part two of last week's talk. And last week, we talked about this idea how the model of church is not tennis. Okay, so tennis is still the flavor of the week. Uh, and Tennis, you get this moment where at tennis, you pay one person to contribute, and everyone else sits back and and consumes in the stand, right? One contributor, the rest of us consuming. And sometimes we have this model with church, we think we pay the pastor, he's the one that's going to contribute, and the rest of us consume. But last week, we talked about this idea, how that's not the model we're given. The pastors, teachers, the ones who teach the Word of God, equip God's people to serve so that the church can be built up. We're all contributors. We're all supposed to be contributing to build one another up. Now, I get there's some irony here. You know, we talked about this last week and we talked about it again this week, and we're back to streaming on a platform that literally is all about consuming. That's kind of funny that that's what's happening as we're, we're talking about this this week, because the model of ministry is not consuming, it's contributing, and yet we're putting this online so people can consume it. But I would just like to say this is not the norm here at Southside. We don't try to do this every week. In fact, um, we would like to say, so over the last two years at Southside, whenever we've done an online service, we've tried to call it just that, an online service. Because there's a reality that what happens online isn't church. It can't be church. Because for church to happen, we need to be gathered together. Do you see this? The model of ministry is that we are all contributing to build one another up. So even if we put everything online this morning, it still wouldn't be church. For church to happen, for this to happen, we need to be gathered together so that we can contribute to one another so that we can be built up. And what Paul's showing us here is this is the primary way that we grow. This is the main way that we grow. We grow primarily by contributing, not by consuming. Okay, we we grow as we contribute to build one another up, not by consuming. Now, we get this image in other areas of life that this is the way growth happens. Okay, so think about sport for a moment with me. And I know maybe you're over this already, but uh, the ashes are on at the moment. Okay, Australia versus England. And Elizabeth and I were having this chat this week. Actually, it came up twice this week. She couldn't believe that this cricket game goes for 25 days over two months. In fact, on Friday night, it was kind of funny, she said, uh, yeah, we can watch The Ashes, it's the last night of The Ashes, you know, you better watch it. And I said, it's the last night, it's the first night of the last test. Still got five more days, hopefully, to go. She felt like maybe you felt, you know, <laughs> <Are> you <serious? laughs> who cares about this? But you know what, so we, I've been watching a little bit of it. Uh, got the highlights, most of the highlights, watched a little bit of The Ashes, It saddens me, though. So I've been watching world-class batters. I've been hearing world-class hints about how to play cricket. It saddens me, though, that I haven't grown one bit in my cricketing ability over the last two months. Now, I've watched a little bit, and I am no better a cricketer than when I started. Now, you know why that is? You don't get better at sport by sitting on a couch consuming. You get better when you contribute by participating, by playing, by getting out there. And there are moments where consuming helps. You know, where watching videos, that, that actually does help. But it's not the primary way that growth happens. Now, here's what we're seeing in Ephesians chapter 4. The primary way growth happens isn't when we sit back and consume. It's when we step into it and we begin to contribute. When we participate and when we help one another build up in the knowledge of Jesus and the likeness of Jesus. So as we see, as we start here, we get the first reason why we've got to keep pursuing gathering together. It's because of the nature of growth, what it is, and how we grow. But as we're seeing this, there is a question that comes up here, and the question is: Why does growth here matter? Now, some growth in life matters, and some doesn't. At the end of the day, who cares if I grow as a cricketer? I'm not even sure I care about that. Who cares about that growth? So why does growth in our faith? Matter Well, this is where we go in our passage, and we get to the second point of why we pursue gathering. It's because of the importance of growth. So we see this from verse 14. Notice what he says there. Then, so that's the connecting word, then we will be no longer infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Why does growth matter? Well, here you can see what Paul says where he gives us the danger of what happens if we don't grow. If we don't grow, we will be tossed around like infants in waves. Now, I love that image. It's so brutal if you think about it. You know, I know, so if you've, if you've lived, I think, in, que- in Queensland any amount of time and you've been to the beaches around us, whether you're a kid or a teenager or an adult, we've all experienced that moment where the waves were just a little bit too big for us to handle. You know, I remember uh, my memory of this was a few years ago now when I was 18. Uh, I was getting into bodyboarding and a mate of mine who was taking me out, so I had basically had a brand new bodyboard, my brand new fins or flippers, and we were going out to the beach, but it was a week before a cyclone hit. And so he was experienced and he said, this will be awesome. This is going to be so much fun. Come out, he said. So I went out. And to this day, it was the worst experience I've ever had at the beach. So brand new board, brand new fins. Within two minutes, I lost one of them. Okay, so here I am with the biggest waves I've ever seen in my life with one fin or flipper on and my bodyboard. And for two hours, I remember getting absolutely smashed, just trying to get out the back so I could rest And then when I was out the back, scared of sharks, just terrible, and then I caught two waves that day and one of them, I remember, so got on the wave and it just fell right on top of me and I was spinning around underwater. It was terrible, the worst thing i experienced. I think it took me eight years to go back to the beach after that moment. Even as adults, we get that experience that waves are not to be messed with, you know, that there's a power that lies behind big waves. And so we don't have to go that far to think of how an infant would go in the waves. You know, that's the image that he's giving us, like the picture of a baby. Like we don't even let our babies go close to waves. The picture of a baby in a wave is just like tossed about, no chance to stand up and really no chance to survive. Now, Paul is saying this is the picture of our spiritual health if we don't grow. If we don't grow, the danger is that the waves of false teaching will come for us, and we won't have a chance to survive in that. Wave after wave of false teaching, and a teaching that sounds good, but it's wrong. Teaching that's th- just that little bit off. Teaching, and he, you know he uses this language here, sometimes it's deceitful, it's scheming, it's, it's crafty. False teaching that looks good. The design is nice. The person looks clean cut, but it's just wrong it's false teaching sometimes it comes from a platform that we trusted sometimes it comes from a person that we trusted and false teaching is dangerous false teaching has this ability to send people to hell and so false teaching is not something to be messed with it's not, not something that we can take lightly this is a serious thing that we're talking about here so what protection do we have from false teaching what hope do we have to give us security or help in this moment Well, Paul says, growth. The answer is growth. If we grow, then we will be protected. Then we won't be like infants tossed around. If we grow in our knowledge of Jesus, right? So if you grow in your knowledge of Jesus, then you've got a better chance of telling someone when they're off about Jesus. But it's not just that. It's also in our character of Jesus. You know, sometimes people seem to be saying the right thing, but their character is flawed. And so you get both of these pictures. As we grow in our knowledge of Jesus and our character, it's then that we're able to begin to smell a wolf. It's then that we, begin, we can tell if someone's teaching a false doctrine, and then we can stand. So you see why it's important that we grow? You see why it's important then that we gather? Number one, it's because of the nature of growth, how and what growth is. But then number two, it's because of the importance of growth. So two reasons to grow, but we got one more as we keep going. One more reason why we grow, and it's because of our commitment to grow. Now, last week, I know, so there's some double up between this week and last week. Last week, we talked about this idea that when you're saved, so if you believe in Jesus, if you believe in Him for the forgiveness of your sins, then you are connected into a body of believers. Okay, so we're not saved by ourselves as individuals, we're saved into community. And last week, we talked about this idea that we have a responsibility to one another. But what is that responsibility? What does that look like for us to be responsible for one another as we gather? Well, I think what we're about to see is it's a commitment, a commitment to grow. So let's have a look. Let's see if this is what we see. After verse 14, as he speaks about the danger of false teaching, then in verse 15, he says this, Instead, speaking the truth in love, We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. How is it going to grow? As each part does its work. You see what he's saying there? The way that we grow as a church is as each part plays its part, contributing to the rest of our church to build one another up. And how is this going to happen? Well, it needs to be a commitment to one another, that we're committed to turn up for each other to help each other grow. Now, I know commitment is a little bit of a dirty word. I know deep down within all of us, the idea of committing is something that we would prefer not to do. You know, I think the the thing that captures this best at our time, or maybe not best, but one way that we see this at our time, in our society, and our culture, is on Facebook events. Okay, so if you get invited to an event on Facebook, you've got three options. Yes, no, or maybe. Now, what is that? What's maybe? You're committing to not being committed. Right, that's what your commitment is. You're literally saying... If I feel like it, I will come to the event. And if I don't, then I won't. Now, there are some people among us that knows this triggers me and hit it every time. And you know who you are. Okay, this is not my counseling session, but this idea, despite the fact that I hate it, I can empathize with it. Because the idea that, you know, you're not committed to something, that's kind of freeing, isn't it? Like the idea that you can turn up if you want, or if you wake up and you just don't feel like it, you don't have to. I think deep down within the human heart, we love the idea that we don't have to be committed to stuff. Now, for an event, like a party, that doesn't matter that much. But in some areas of life, if you're only maybe committed, that has huge implications. You know, so friendships. No one has a best friend who's only maybe committed to that friendship. You know, like our closest friends, are not maybe committed to us. Or you think about a marriage. No marriage is a good marriage that started with them getting up on stage and saying, maybe I do. It doesn't work like that. No family works if you're only maybe committed to each other. And church isn't going to work if we're only maybe committed to each other. You see this, the way that growth happens is as each part plays its role. As each part does its work. It's not just as one guy gets up and does the thing and then we go home. It's as the body, joined together, plays their role that they, think they can to build one another up. We don't grow primarily by consuming, but by contributing. But for us to contribute, we need to be committed to each other. We need to have a commitment to actually grow. So this is why we pursue gathering together. This is why we chase after this and do this, even in extreme difficult circumstances. It's because of the nature of growth, what it is and how we grow. It's because of the importance of growth, and it's because for growth to happen, we've got to be committed to each other. And so in difficult seasons, we're still going to pursue meeting together. Now, as we think about what this looks like for us in real time, at this very moment for us, we're going to do two things. So I'm going to invite Jesse and Georgina up. So come on up, guys, and let's give them a round of applause if you're here. And we'll pretend that that was twice as loud because the people from home were applauding as well. Now, we're going to ask you guys some questions about what's going on for you. So uh, this year, I should just say, the reason we're doing this. So last week, we heard from Josh and Adriana, if you were with us. Uh, and Josh is going to join us on staff this year in a volu- uh, as a volunteer. Well, not as a volunteer. He's going to be on staff with us, but he's volunteering to do that. And uh, Jesse, you're going to do the same thing for us this year. So we want to hear a little bit about you guys. We want to meet you and hear your story and particularly think about growth. So let's begin by asking both of you this question. Tell us your story in 30 seconds or less. Go
2: for it. All right, so I grew up in Ballina in New South Wales, which is a, bit, is a country coastal town, um, and grew up in a Christian family and um, kind of needed to make my faith my own, I think, and by, I th- when I was about 11, I think the fact that thinking about um, not existing after dying was just a, that extra push just to go, God's word has to be true, I need to cling to this, and so from that on I've, I've clung to, to God, and um, last year moved out of home, up here to study at QTC, um, and got married a month ago to Georgina.
1: Nice, awesome, thank you Georgina your story?
0: Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, I had, oh, sorry. I had um, really loving parents, but there was like, yeah, there was just a lot of brokenness in the home. Um, I think especially with my dad dealing with trauma, like his own dad dealt with trauma and so turning to alcohol. Um, I just remember feeling quite isolated and lonely as a kid. yeah, I knew I didn't want the cycle to continue with me. I just didn't really know what that looked like in my life. Um, and then in my mid-teens, I met Jesse. Um, yeah, and I just, I wanted whatever it was he had because when I saw him so full of light and he was kind and patient, his life had meaning. Um, yeah, and then the more I got to know Jesse, the more he taught me about Jesus and the more I knew I could never, mm. ever go back because... Yeah, I just didn't want to live like that anymore. Um, And then I knew I became a new creation. I was welcomed into God's family um, through trusting in Jesus. And that was five years ago. So still not looking back. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so good. Thank you so much for sharing. It's awesome. And I love, like, particularly that picture of seeing character first. And then you heard about the convictions. Um, Okay, so tell us in the last year, so moved probably about a year ago was maybe your first service thinking about it now. Uh, So how have you been involved at Southside over the last year?
2: Yeah, so I got into a growth group very quickly. I think it might have been the fact that I think you'd been coming for a month before me, because you moved up before me. Um, But I got straight into a growth group, which was awesome. Um, And yeah, since then, it's just been a really, it's just been an anchor, I think, throughout the year with everything going on, so much change that we've experienced. but then also we've also been involved in youth group, helping lead uh, with the team there, which has also been a great encouragement and opportunity to be able to share God's word with, with kids each week. Yeah,
1: nice. Georgina, do you want to add anything to that?
0: We also became members. Became members? We did. Yeah, very good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very yeah. Very important.
0: I just think, like, especially youth leadership for me, Um, I guess even with my story, um, the kids, a lot of the kids there are the same age I was in that, Yeah, that big turning point in my life. And so just being able to be there for them, to teach them. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just where we want to be, yeah. Mm.
1: Okay, cool. So uh, talk to us about growth in the last year. So as you think about your journey and growing, how have you grown uh, in the last year? And like, kind of where did that happen for you the most, do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been a hectic year for us, moving out of home you know, last, about a year ago. Um, I've moved three times in the last year, got engaged, got married, like so much has happened. Um, but I think through that, um, God has really been working in me. I think most of all in growing my trust in Him, when everything's so confusing, uh, I feel like I'm being tossed around by the waves. Like it first feels like, this last year has just been a blur, and everything's too much for me to handle. And I think having that anchor mm. in God, whether that's you know reading His Word each morning at church, um, in growth group, like just those those times where there's that, um, yeah, that God's there, that He's not changing, that He's faithful. Um, I think has really helped me this year. And through those, all that change, I think that's where I've grown probably the most.
1: Yeah, yeah. nice, so good.
0: Yeah, I'd probably say. um maybe especially coming from a non-Christian background where there wasn't other like-minded people, growth group for me is just, I don't know, there's something really beautiful about meeting up with people every week who are there for you in the daily ups and downs of life. Yeah, yeah, asking you how are you going with God, praying over you throughout the week, asking you like how are you actually going. Yeah, Mm. it's just, yeah, it's a really good time to learn more about yourself, strengthen your relationship with God and the people in your church as well. Yeah. Yeah, nice.
1: Good. Okay, so looking ahead then, 2022, what's going to change for you this year as you think about the, the year ahead?
2: Hopefully a little more stability. I think we're looking at, um, you know, not having to, to move or or plan weddings with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully, yeah, just get into the groove of life and to to get stuck in and, and um, yeah, be involved at church. For me, studying at college and, and working part-time and Gina working full-time, but um yeah, who knows what God has planned for us, but <laughs> we know that we're, you know, he's looking after us and that we're well-supported too. I'm well-supported, you know.
1: Yeah, nice. You want to add anything to that? What's the, <laughs> what's the year look like? <laughs> what's the, what's the year <laughs> Is there anything like? changing for you this year, Georgina?
0: Yeah, I guess we don't really know yet what God has got in store. Yeah. Um, settling into marriage would be a good thing. Maybe yeah. even um, second half of the year, getting involved in kids' church because work at a kids clinic as well so yeah. i really enjoy around kids yeah. um yes hopefully continue working full-time supporting jesse in bible college yeah. yeah nice. maybe even like that little robot vacuum that um <laughs> yeah, yeah goes yeah, yeah. around the house yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I might invest in one let of
2: us those know, save you some time
1: let <laughs> us know how you go with the robot vacuum um <laughs> so i do just i've got one more question for you about this year but Jesse, you've been talking about Bible college, so I know some of us have been thinking about, you know, potentially going along, some of us have been, I've been talking to people about auditing subjects, and studying a little bit, can you just talk to us, you know, how have you experienced going and studying the Bible this year, or last year, in that way, yeah, just tell us about that experience.
2: Yeah, um, for me it's been awesome, like, I wasn't, I was considering not doing it this year, just being straight out of school and everything, it's not the usual thing to do, but, um, But for me, I just really wanted to learn more about the Bible learn more about God um, and and grow grow as a person through that. Mm. Um, And yeah, last year, it was just the first year subjects. So, you know, the Old Testament, New Testament, those kind of things just really um, build a foundation, I think. And for me, it was just filling in those gaps. You know, the books you haven't read, the the parts you you didn't pick up in Mm. the overall strain of of the Old Testament or the New Testament, um, or both together, I think. It was really, yeah, really helpful for me and really encouraging um, just to see, you know, and be, be amongst it. Like, yeah, if you do consider doing it, like it was really good to do it in person as well, just being a part of that community where there's, um, you know, a group of, of guys and, and, and girls, you know, really devoted to, to learning more about God's word and about him. Yeah,
1: yeah, nice. And just to go a bit further on that, so you've stayed full-time this year or last year and this year. Uh, they do have night uh classes so on a monday night they have classes as well and this i know this term for a fact they're doing old testament which was my favorite back in the day so if that's something you know you know we'd love to encourage you if you want to do it full-time do that part-time do that or night classes as well would be good as well okay last question so we uh talked last year about the idea of starting this year as a student minister so if you haven't been around church or our church for a little while student ministers are those who study at bible college and for you know a day a week working at church as well and so we were talking about that last year and that was exciting you and then all of a sudden the money got taken off the table but you were still interested in pursuing that so just talk to us a bit about you know what thoughts were going through your head particularly with the money taken off the table and why you're looking forward i guess to this year with that
2: so i think like college college has been awesome um But at the same time, you know, being younger as well, like it's, I've been really wanting to get as much experience, you know, we both are wanting to get as much experience as we can um, serving in ministry just because, um, yeah, you can learn about God's word and and grow, but that's a whole new thing, um, serving and being a part of of God's family um, and serving there. So I think we just wanted to, we really wanted to learn from um, the people here, the leadership team and the the teams that we're in um, because we really enjoyed that at at youth group um, this last year so um yeah with the money taken off the table it was harder because we you know it takes time like we're hoping to spend a lot more time into it uh, this year but um with that change i think it's still a great opportunity for us to to get involved um and to yeah to learn um we we love serving so to to give to contribute um which like this last year has been really good with our youth team it's just been so um comfortable for us because um everyone plays their part well yeah. yeah Nice.
1: You want to add anything to that, Georgina, about this year? You don't have to, but you're welcome to. Uh,
0: yeah, I was just thinking, um, just like as God's people, we're called to teach and disciple and serve, and it's not a matter of, oh, I'll serve like if I'm paid. It's serving out of thankfulness for what Jesus has done for us. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think we look around and we want to see people in heaven too, and so money's not really a part of that at yeah. all. Yeah.
1: Wow, so good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. So let's give them a round of applause. You can go back on, you can have a seat. Uh, I am so encouraged by you guys and uh, so excited by what God's going to do through them this year uh, as well here at Southside. So as we wrap up this morning, um, there's three things for us as we think about in response to the interview there, God's Word there, and the present moment they're in. Three quick things, and then we can have a coffee and hang out together. Number one is that it's okay to feel anxious and cautious at this present moment. You know, many of us at church this week are recovered, recovering in isolation, or are listening to the health advice that says, if you're vulnerable, stay at home. And so there's just this sense right now that a lot of us are feeling anxious. A lot of us are feeling uh, uncertain about what the next little while feels like and just to say if you're feeling that you're not alone in that you know lots of our church are feeling that as well and it's okay in this present moment to feel that way you know for the last two years we've had this pandemic kind of away from us and now it's here and there's a reality to that that we've got to get used to and so it's okay just to take a minute and a moment in that and not only is it okay to feel like that but Jesus knows what you're going through He knows what it's like to be anxious. He knows what it's like to walk that path. And he invites us in our anxiety and in our caution to turn to him so that we can have a peace that surpasses understanding. So if you're feeling that way, would you turn to Jesus, who knows what you're going through? That's number one. Number two, as we think about that. So if that's on the one hand, it's okay to feel like that. Number two is what we're missing by not gathering is not a small thing. To not be here this morning, to not do church, that's not a small thing. That's a huge thing. God throughout the Bible invites us to gather together. Christians throughout centuries have fought persecution to gather together. It's not a small thing that we're missing. And so on the one hand, it's okay. But on the other hand, if we're doing that, we've got to hold tightly to the fact that what we're missing is not a small thing. It's a a really big thing. You know, we've just looked at that. What church is, how we grow, what growth looks like, how important it is. And so if you're feeling this at the moment, would you recognize that when we miss a Sunday together, it's massive. It's, it's not a small thing. So number one, it's okay. Number two, it's not a small thing, which leads us to number three. Maybe this is a chance for us to revalue church. You know, I know for a little while that what can happen over, you know, a couple of years, this can easily happen that our value of church how important we think church is can diminish doesn't take much for that to happen you know work busyness tiredness sickness anxiety and and what can happen is the importance that we once played in church begins to fall a little bit where our commitment to church might have been once a yes but is now a maybe and sometimes in life what happens is we get disrupted You know, things get shaken up a little bit. And disruptions are hard because usually it's change, but disruptions are good because it gives us a chance to reassess and reevaluate and even recommit. And so this morning, I wonder, as you think about the importance of church, what if right now God was inviting you to recommit to church? What if right now God was inviting you to see how important the gathering with God's people is, how important it is to play your role in our church, and recommit. Recommit to consistency. Recommit to growth. Recommit to serving. Recommit to being here, not just to consume, but seeing how you can contribute. Recommit to staying after, the ch- after church. Recommit to a growth group. Recommit to serving. Recommit to what God is doing here, recognizing the importance of it and your role to play in it. This chance could be a chance for us to use this disruption to see us push in deeper to what God wants for us. So as we think about the complexities of this present moment, I hope you can see why we will fight for this. Why what we're doing this week and next week, and and hopefully not too much longer after that, is not a long-term plan. We hope that we can be back in full ways as quickly as we can. I hope you can see why we're doing that. It's because of what growth is. It's because of how we grow. It's because of the importance of growth. And it's because of our commitment to grow. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we think about this this morning, we pray that you would work in our hearts. We pray that you would help us to see what you want for us and what you're doing in this world and how we can play our part here in your local church, in your body here at Southside. Father, we ask that you would continue to help us grow in our knowledge of Jesus and in our likeness of Jesus. And we pray that we would be able to do this together, recognizing that we are in this together for the sake of your glory and the good of your people. Help us, Lord, use this moment to recommit to what you're doing here. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.